Coming up on America's 401k show, we are going to dig into some retirement readiness. Sounds like we're joining the Army, but we got to get ready. We got to make sure that all the ducks are in a row. What are ducks in a row? Uh, well, we'll figure that out, too, on, on America's 401k show. The Financial Safari News Network is proud to present America's 401k show. A place where your retirement questions are answered, solutions are offered, and tough stuff explained. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and IRAs, as well as interviews with financial experts to help you earn more for retirement. Now, let's join our safe money correspondent, Steve Siddall, on America's 401k show. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Consumer advocate Steve Siddall here. And, of course, as always, we have got America's wealth coach, best-selling author, and so much more. Hi, Coach. It's Coach Pete Deruda. Hey, Coach, what's going on? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Doing well, thank you. I always enjoy our time. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this just a minute ago about, uh, you know, the retirement readiness. And I, that's what it was. Well, I mean, when I joined the Army, that's what it was. We had to, you got to get ready. You've yeah. got to be ready for anything. Well, we all hear that, right? Ready for this, ready for that. But it, we, we don't have a path. And so... So we put together a, a toolkit, a verbal toolkit, to be ready for retirement. Retirement readiness toolkit verbally. I like it. On radio. We also have a readiness toolkit, physical toolkit we can give you when you come in. But, I mean, I think to talk about it on the radio is pretty good. Sure, absolutely it is. And so, you know, I think we have to, as we start to get ready for retirement, there's a lot of things that happen. We're, we're confused. I think it's overwhelming at times. But we do we have to, do we need to start with Social Security, just kind of get an idea of where we are with Social Security and then start building around that? Such a boring topic to talk about because everyone talks about it, but no, nobody really understands it, right? Right, Social true. Security. But I think it's a good starting point because if you don't do it the right way, it could cost you and your family hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime of money you could have had that you don't have because you didn't select the right claiming option. Right. I mean, really, it, and, and it really is like that. We've seen mistakes like that in the past. So here's the big problem is once you make your decision, it's pretty much in stone. Within the first year, you can go and pay the Social Security Administration back all the money you took out. And I don't know if they have interest on there, too, but you pay everything back and then you can reselect an option within the first year. But I, I don't know anyone who's ever done that, Steve. <laughs> really? I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. Really yeah, we talk about that, but it's, it's interesting that, yeah, you say nobody's done yeah, it. Yeah, but one of the big things is Social Security. If you've been married for more than 10 years in the past and now you're not married to that same person, you have a right to their spousal benefit, the benefit they're getting without them knowing about it. It doesn't affect them in a bad way. Mm -hmm. So... It, because, like, let's say you were a stay-at-home spouse, and you're all through your life, and, and then your, your spouse left you, like, 15 years after you've been married. So for 15 years, you were staying at home. You weren't building your Social Security credits, but you were sitting at home taking care of the house, which, to me, that's a lot of work. That's a big job. And especially with their children involved. You were raising the kids. So, so you're entitled to what the spouse was, their, their benefit, because they were out there earning, but you were helping run the house so they could be out there earning. Sure. So again, yes, yeah, Social Security, big, big factor in planning for retirement. Not the biggest, but a big factor, especially if you're doing it the wrong way. You'll realize how big of a factor it is when you when you compare your your situation with some of your peers down the road, and, they, they, and they're telling you how much they're getting, and you know that you were making more than they were making in the, in, in the working years, and they're making more because they claimed right. So sure. be very careful about that. And we do have the claiming strategy software we don't work for or with the government. That's important to know because the, if, if you do, you can't give advice. 
the government, their advice is, do you want A, B, or C, or D? Which option do you select? Yeah, <laughs> and they won't give you any hints either. No, because so, they don't want to get sued, and I don't blame them, because they course. give you the wrong advice. And, and so we're going to give you our recommendations of what we would do. It's up to you to do what you want to do. Of course. And so once we determine our Social Security, then we've got to figure out how much other income we need to, to fill that gap, to create the lifestyle that we want. Right. That's when we start digging into the 401ks, the IRAs, the Roth, and again, figuring out how to how to spend that money and, and how to uh, really just choose when to spend that money, I guess, is the bigger thing. That's a big deal. Well, if you want to divide retirement up into 50 buckets, okay. let's say we live, I want to live 50 years in retirement, don't you? Sure, I mean, well, great, man, yeah. the, the good thing is if, the, if, the, if there are leftover buckets, they don't disappear, they get passed on to the next of kin. So 50 buckets, and some of those buckets will be bigger than others. Because we, we talk about retirement as one big blob, right? Oh, yeah, I'm going to retire. I need this much per month in retirement. Yep. Well, that's good, but it's not true in a way. Because think about it, the first 10 to 20 years of your retirement, you're probably going to be doing more than the next 20 to 30 years of retirement. Of course. Because, unfortunately, Steve, as I've got older, there's certain things you don't want to do or can't do as you get <laughs> I older. I understand. <laughs> Believe me, so, I understand. Yeah, and, so, and again, it really does depend on when you retire. So if you're if you're an instant millionaire because you hit the crypto lottery and you're 23, well, now you've got a lot of time ahead. you probably got a second career in there. Maybe you haven't even started your first career. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hit the jackpot. But most people are not like that. So let's look at retirement as 50 buckets. The first 20 buckets will be larger than the next 20 or 30 buckets. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't have to be too much larger. They could, If you were very, very active, maybe the first 30 buckets, the first 30 years of retirement, should be bigger. So we have to look at where are we going to get the money to make sure those buckets are filled properly when we get there. We don't want to wait to two or three years before we need a bunch of buckets to start kicking in to start worrying about the buckets. Now, what does that mean? Well, Coach just said, if I'm two or three years away from retirement, I can't do it. No, I'm saying if you haven't even started planning for retirement, having saved for retirement, you're in a little trouble. So starting early and saying, gosh, I love what I'm doing these days when I'm working. When I retire, I'm going to have a whole lot more free time. And guess what happens when you have free time? You spend, you money, spend money. Or you watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> TV actually saves money. Well, unless you're watching the shopping channel. Oh, good point. Good point, TV. <laughs> and actually, you, back in the past, you worked for a shopping channel. Sure you know. Did. Absolutely. So, How long ago was that, Steve? So uh, that would have been, um, let's see, I started in 1986. I was with one of, the, one of the very first shopping networks. We'll say a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I, you know, they're still on. And when I'm, like, trapped in a hotel room and you're flipping the channels around, yep. not knowing what to watch. These channels, they're still, they're selling coin sets and everything. Oh, I on know. There. And, and all you have to do, I was watching the other night, Morgan Silver Dollars, you know, talking about a big, making a big deal of them. Yep. And, and they didn't tell you the quality of them. That's a big thing if you're looking at coins because you can have silver, the silver value, the numismatic is good, but the numismatic value is whatever the, like 50 cents, it's 50 yeah. cents. But, but when we look at the collector value, collectors want something that's pristine. Yes. Unless it's one of those old timey like from Columbus days and they, they found <laughs> one of the coins there. But that's worth that's worth a lot of money regardless of right. but the better the condition, the better the, the profit you're gonna make on sure. it. Sure. So when you see these shopping networks anywhere or any kind of advertisement, Google I'm using Google search engine, <laughs> go to DuckDuckGo, go wherever you want to go. Sure. And the item that they're talking about on the shopping channel, and many times you'll find it for half price or more. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I then, know how they work. If you're on, like, uh, one of the social media sites and these ads pop up all the time, especially after you bought, like, a T-shirt, then all you get T-shirt ads all the time or whatever, 
go to shopping networks or Google the item that they have on there, and many times it'll be a lot cheaper because, yep. I mean, it, it's amazing how, how much different it is when you shop around. Now, in the financial world, you try to shop around, you can end up with some real bad stuff because if you Google <laughs> financial items, some are good, some are bad. Oh, and yeah. keep in mind, when you, when you go to the search engines, usually the first three or four items that are shown are three to four search choices are paid it says ad and so someone's paying to be up there doesn't mean they're the best it just means someone paid to be up there and then even on the first three or four pages of search engines many times the people that are on them even though they didn't pay to have that ad there they're paying to have search engine optimization it's called to make sure that their solution looks better or their product looks better than anybody else just because they're paying money to be up there so again how do i look at search engines i go to page 10 and come back down <laughs> that's good that's yeah, because smart. then you see a lot better or more choices because most people i think studies show people don't go off the first page of the no, search of engine usually not. maybe yeah. the second page but they sure don't go to page 10 coach pete goes to page 10 then nine eight seven sort of like a nasa countdown there you go <laughs> i like it yeah so you know right now everybody's talking about inflation coach and it's a, it's certainly real and yep. is that motivating to maybe do a Roth conversion? Oh, okay. Why would somebody, because inflation is higher, right? Yeah. Money's getting quick. The, the problem is, well, here's, here's why I like the Roth conversion. Number one is, well, it's pretty much common knowledge. You think our government's been spending a lot of money the last three or four years? Seems like it. <laughs> or maybe more. It's always spending money, but it seems to have really increased. Where are they going to get the money to pay back the money they are printing? Of course, that's inflation. The more money you print, you're printing a lot more money, and there's a lot less items out there because people, they're paying people not to go make the items. It's 101, Steve. But if you think that we are spending too much money, and in the future, we're going to have to, there's this old saying, paying the piper. Eventually, the piper has to be paid. Well, your IRAs, your 401ks are looking very juicy to the taxing authorities now. We have about over $30 trillion in admitted debt and liabilities, the mm. government. Unfunded liabilities, we're way over $100 trillion. That's Social Security, Medicare, all the stuff we've promised people for the rest of their lives because we don't know how, much, how long people are going to live. But the admitted liabilities, over $30 trillion, and guess what the value of 401ks and IRAs added up happens to mm, be? It's about $30 trillion. They're called qualified accounts. And, uh, and I don't know why they call them. I, I, people always say, what, Coach, why do they call those qualified accounts? Well, because you haven't paid tax on it. You're going to qualify to pay tax on all that money. <laughs> so, yes, Steve. If we think that taxes are going to go up in the future, which, you know, I, I really Seems think they like will, because yeah. I'm, I'm not a genie. I don't have a little crystal ball that works. I do have a crystal ball in my office that doesn't work. But it would be a safe prediction to say that tax rates are going to be higher in the future. So then, and therefore, looking at the tax rates you're, or the tax brackets you're in and the tax rates you're paying, it may make sense to take some of your money that's in IRAs or even 401ks. 401ks, you have to transfer to IRA, then you make it a Roth. Mm -hmm. You have to pay the tax on the money when you turn it into a Roth, but then you never pay tax on, on that money or the growth in the future. So the government can't get their hands on your money when they're taking everybody else's money in the future taxation-wise. Sure, sure. And so it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, as we start to talk about the Roth conversions and, and um, you know, there, that just seems to make a lot of sense for a lot of people, especially right now where... You know, like you said, the taxes are going up and uh, also from a legacy standpoint. Yeah. Because you can't. Well, leaving money on and then yeah. and not having to. If you, if you do have a Roth, you don't have to worry about the minimum required distributions. That's 72. At age 72, you start to have to pay, yep. take money out and pay tax on some of that money. And then leaving the money when if you leave a Roth to the children makes it a whole lot easier for them than leaving a regular IRA. Sure. A Roth is equivalent to leaving a life insurance policy. When you think about it tax wise. 
because if, if someone has a life insurance policy and they die, let's say, uh, let's say you're my father and I die first and you're my beneficiary. Well, when, when I die, Steve, you inherit my life insurance policy tax-free. All right. As long as it's not way, if, if it's multi-multi-millions, there will be some taxes. But then we have something called an IWIT, Irrevocable Life Insurance Trust, we can establish to make sure that a lot of that money is still tax-free. So there's all sorts of ways to navigate the tax game and the retirement game. But the most important thing, I think, is to get a plan. And again, looking at the 50 buckets for retirement and making sure some of those buckets are funded a lot more than others, especially when we're going to be active in retirement, we need a lot more money. So we do this in our total retirement plan. And Steve, these, we've seen others charge over $1,000 for this, but as long as you have at least $200,000 dedicated to retirement, and our strategies do work best, by the way, for those of you who have over a million dollars dedicated to retirement, but as long as you have $200,000, we're going to get for you your very own financial and retirement analysis and a total retirement plan customized by a fiduciary planning team for what you want, filling your buckets up the right way and showing you the maximum strategies or how to maximize your benefits by using tax navigation strategies, how to take the money from the right places and make sure you, that Uncle Sam gets as less as possible. Sure. So for the next 10 people who call, we'll do that for you at no cost or obligation. Sounds fantastic, Coach. Make that call. It's 888-623-8858. 888-623-8858. It's an opportunity for you to sit down, get a financial roadmap put together, a chance to get a true practical retirement review, especially if you're looking for that second opinion. Now's the time to make that call. You heard, Coach, 10 callers right now. We'll get that comprehensive retirement review showing you where you are today. But more importantly, you'll end up with that roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 888-623-8858. Again, 888-623-8858. Better yet, just text us. 401k to 600-700. Text 401k to 600-700. A quick break for us. We're coming right back on America's 401k show. You're listening to the Financial Safari News Network. Back on America's 401k show, consumer advocate Steve Siddall here, uh, Coach Pete Deruda over there, and uh, again, having a great show. I, I mean, again, always, we, we cover a lot of ground, and, and the information's really important, I think, for folks to hear. It is, Steve. I mean, it's a changing life. One thing that hadn't changed, you see me playing with this pen over here, don't yes. you? This is one of the cool pens from my childhood, remember, but I had a bigger one. This is a pen that has, like, this one that I have. You can select four different kind of different inks. Sure. At, one at a time. When I grew up, there was one that had, like, 20 or 30. Remember how fat the oh, fat yeah. pens were? Oh, yeah, that was a big things? thing, yeah. They would always jam up. So I've had these custom-made. And when, when people come in, listeners come in, we make sure you leave with a couple of these. These are cool pens. Well, they are cool pens. Well, yeah, because sometimes you need red ink. Like, well, we're green. I like green. You sometimes. get a green, black, blue, and red. So, right. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a good way to design. When, when, when we're looking at your retirement plan, I'll take the red ink out and I'll circle all the things that don't make sense. And we'll put the green, uh, we'll circle green circles over things that do make sense that you're already doing. The goal and objective being to make sure that your whole plan is in green. We like that. We like green. Green is good. Yeah. And so green means you have the uh, the growth, the protection, the lifetime income that you need to really be honest with yourself and know that you have a total retirement plan. And it's it, and, a, and a financial plan does not turn into a retirement plan, in my opinion, 
until it has lifetime income that's guaranteed for you and your spouse. Sure. And again, very important, Steve. Oh, it's very important. And folks, if you want to get involved, 888-623-8858, that is the number you can call. So let's talk about, um, you know, doing some little things that can make a big difference in our retirement. And, and sure. one of the things I think is, um, even if you, I mean, if your goal is to save 15% of your income, which is reasonable, but if you're only at 10%, if you only, if you go up 1% every few months, you're never going to miss that money. That's what keeps people from saving what they should is the, they get overwhelmed with, gosh, I can't afford to save 15%. Yeah. If you can't afford to, to save 15% for yourself, for your future self, what's going to happen when you get to retirement and you didn't save much? Because you're already used to spending a lot if you haven't been saving. <laughs> well, and yeah. so it's going to be a dramatic shift, unfortunately, a tatonic shift, Steve, because a lot of folks that are saving in retirement that aren't earning much but are saving as much as they can are going to lap. And jump in front of the people in front of them right now who are making double or triple what they're making, but they're not saving anything. Because when we start making money, we start adjusting our lifestyle to the money we're making and forgetting about our future you, our future self, who's going to need money because companies don't give us pensions anymore. Nope. <laughs> so I hate, I really, I'm a, I'm a fun guy positive guy. And I hate talking about stuff like this because it makes me sound like a grumpy guy. But most of you listening, or a lot of you listening, or most of you, well, most of you listening know someone who's not saving enough for retirement. Sure. Well, I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> There's that commercial where the guy bragging about all the stuff he has. You know, I got a new car. I got a new pool. I got two new cars in the driveway and I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. Yeah. So the only person you're funding retirement for is the credit card company or the banks because they're, they're making money on your interest. So Absolutely. let's turn that interest, evil interest into into friendly interest by making interest in your favor. In other words, evil interest is when you're having to pay it out. Friendly interest is when you're making it. Yeah. So bring it in. Get that big rake and rake in that money instead of letting somebody else take a big chainsaw <laughs> to, your, to right. your retirement plan. And that's what happens when, they're, when you're paying a lot. Of, I've seen credit cards 29 30%. I know they are. Yeah. And then I've seen those same people saying, well, I need to save them for retirement. I said the best way to save for retirement is to pay your debts. Because if you pay off or you pay down, you're – 20 or 30 percent credit cards you are in effect earning 20 or 30 percent because you're not having to pay it anymore right so paradox steve and it makes a lot of sense when we look at it though sure and so i know every single minute almost we're subjected to ads to have to have a spend money i mean look around um, you look around you're like if you drive another road look at the billboards yeah <laughs> right all they really say is spend your money spend your money <laughs> exactly so, so saving has been important well saving so let's say this you got a raise at work and as tempting as it would be to just enjoy that and then you sort of increase your lifestyle, rather than do that, if you've got the discipline, if you could do it, throw at least some of it into your retirement. Yeah. Throw it into that 401k. Correct. You know, we, I think last week we talked about the rule of 72 and, and how, <laughs> you know, how many years it takes to double that money. I mean, think about that. Yep. So if it's 10 or 12 or even 15 years, double it. You'll be, that's a real raise. Well, the rule of 72, you take the interest rate you're being offered and you divide it into the number 72. Yep. So I remember back in the day, we had 8% interest. So eight goes into 72, nine times. So in nine years, your money doubles. I like that. Now, we can also use it to see if you're paying credit card debt of 20%, like some people are, 20 into 72 goes about three, a little bit more than 3.2 or three, like so 3.5 or so. Yeah. So almost four, let's say. So in four years, the money you owe is going to double. See, so again, oh, that's a great way to look at it, coach. I hadn't thought about that. So one. look at the interest rate you're being charged. And again, I have seen 30 percent. So 30 into 72 is like two point something, two point five. Yeah. All right. So every two and a half years, your money that you owe is doubling if you have that 30 percent 
credit card. Whereas if you're at a bank and you're earning 2%, 2 into 72 is 36 years. So you say, Coach, I'm going to save some from retirement in this bank account at 2% instead of paying my credit card bill over here at 30%. You see where it doesn't make sense? I see where it doesn't make sense. I know. Well, coach, coach, I can't do that because if I'm paying my credit card bill off, I'm not starting my retirement plan. I've got a zero balance in retirement. But I said, yeah, but the quicker you get paid that, pay off that credit card, the sooner and the more you can save for yourself for retirement. By the way, there are better options than 2%, but I'm using the bank, what the bank offers when you walk in there. Sure. And if you go in the bank and, they, and you complain about that, they point over to the corner office, which is not in the bank safety net, and you're over there play in the stock market game again. And so be careful. Just because it's offered in a bank doesn't mean it's protected by the bank. Right. <laughs> well, hey. that's a great thing, too. All right. Uh, 888-623-8858. That's the number to call, folks. 888-623-8858. Or you can text us 401k to 600-700. Now, here's one thing. If you want to ask us a question and you don't want to come in or you don't want to call, you can text the question. You go 401k to 600, 700, mm -hmm. just like we do. And, and when you get the response, write, write the question down there yeah. and we'll get it. Or you can go to americas401kshow.com, Americas, without the apostrophe S, there's no apostrophes on the internet, americas401kshow.com and not right there on the front page. There's a little ask a question button. Yep. You can type your question. You can even read your question and we'll play it on air. You can hear yourself on air. But if you don't want to hear yourself, if you write the question, Mr. Greg Fischel, our meteorologist, our financial meteorologist, will read the question for you. And oh, here's cool. one from this week. All right, Coach, this week's question comes from Oxford. Jay asked this question. I am self-employed with approximately $1.2 million in various IRAs, 401ks, and a couple of annuities. I also have another $250,000 in liquid savings. I will probably never fully retire, but I fear taking a major hit on my portfolio. I'm turning 68 years old and my wife will turn 65 years old this year. What are some suggestions for allocation and diversification of my portfolio? Well, you've done a good job, Steve. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's yeah. not bad. And so what he's, what he's asking is he's, he's, he's doing what everyone does when they get close and saying, gosh, are we doing the right thing? Yeah. Or did we do the right thing? Or how are we doing? So $1.2 million and then 250000 in liquid savings. That's pretty that's, good. Uh, so we, when we categorize money, we go red, green, and yellow because it makes it simple. And then when we have an asset, a hard asset, like real estate, that's blue. So- Real estate's been real good lately. It has. You know. I do. <laughs> Why do you know? Well, because I just sold my house. <laughs> but why'd you sell it? Because they were going to pay us a lot of money for it. How, how'd you find out they were going to pay you a lot of money? Um, well, because they... They uh, knock on the door? No, they didn't knock on the door. But I mean, you just, uh, you know, you get these things in the mail uh, and even emails. like. So you, you weren't know, actively the, selling is what oh, I'm saying. I had no, we had no intention of selling the house. None. So that was an offer you couldn't review. We couldn't. No. <laughs> and you didn't. And we didn't. Now, we, you know, we got another house right. a little further out, but uh, still, it was yeah. a brand new house. My point is it's, it's been a great real estate market, and it's hit us by surprise, many like you. I mean, you, you didn't know what you could really get on that. Mm -mm. And Thomas in our network, uh, he's, he's got a place out in Clayton. Yeah. And he's, he's out uh, a little bit outside the city limits still, which is 
which is desirable for a lot of folks who are looking for houses uh, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he, he has over an acre land, and he's got a little koi pond he built. Yeah. So I said, well, it's all about how you list it. Take a nice picture of like the, the open land and all that and, and list your house for $1 million and see if somebody bites. He only paid a couple hundred thousand for it. But yeah. nice open land, rolling hills, and pond. And a pond. <laughs> yeah, how do you go wrong with that? <laughs> but so we can't, my point, we can't depend on real estate to be like this at all times. And, and when you're in retirement, you've got all your money in real estate. Now you're depending on people to buy some of that real estate or rent your property from you to, to supplement your, the income you're going to need, supplement Social Security. That works great when we're in an up market. It's horrible when we're in a down market. Look at 2007, 8, 9, and even 10. Real estate market was depressed, to say to tell you the least. To say the, the least, yeah. And so the objective of the financial and life in general world is to buy low and sell high. Where do you think real estate prices are today? They are high. Yeah. Could they be higher? Of course they could. They could, yes. We could look back in tw- five years and say, gosh, I wish I would have bought back there in 2022. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> or we could look back in a couple of years and said, why did you let me buy in 2022? And that could be said for stocks, bonds, real estate, everything. Stock market's way overheated. Yeah. Experts are always saying we're going to, we're due for a, a a bear market, but they don't know when. No one ever knows when. No. They, but they like to sound smart on TV. Yes, we're due for a bear market. All right, when? Well, I don't know. Well, then be quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we're stop. also due for an asteroid hit. <laughs> yeah, stop spreading the gloom and doom. <laughs> so it's just funny. I mean, as I've got older, I get more cynical and also get more comical when I when I get cynical. So it's just sure. funny to, to combine like it. it. But we need to combine, like like this, this fellow who the question came from, 1.2 million saved for retirement is very good. Now he needs to make sure that money, some of that money's in a growth protection income plan, a core, a core protected plan that will grow his money when he doesn't need it. But he's getting close to that retirement now. And then he will lock in his growth so he can't lose that growth. That's the most important part, the lock-in feature, Steve, locking in your growth, because anybody who's ever played the stock market, you know it's fun one day when it's way up. It's not fun the next couple of weeks when it's down. No. What if you could lock <laughs> it in every year and not go back down? And then when you decide you can get a lifetime income that you know ahead of time what the income's going to be at the minimum, could be more, not less. That takes the worry out of living in retirement. It's a safety feature, and we put it in the core part of the portfolio. And then once you get plenty of income designed for retirement, take the leftover money in, in wherever your accounts are and put it at maximum risk, because even if you lost it, you already have your retirement plan set up. So it makes a lot of sense. I've seen people take a lot more risks than they ever imagined because they're taking a lot more safety than they ever knew about. But safety doesn't have to be boring, and safety can earn you that retirement income you deserve. So, Steve, anyone who's curious about this, and folks, you should be, all you have to do is give us a call. We'll put together a plan for you that'll take you to and through retirement called the Total Retirement Plan. No no cost or obligation. I like the sound of it, Coach. 888-623-8858. You can also text 401k to 600-700. It's an opportunity for you to get that retirement roadmap put together once and for all. Make it happen by calling 888-623-8858. It's a chance for you to get that practical retirement review the coach was just talking about. There's no cost. There's no obligation. All the extras, I mean, the Social Security analysis, the portfolio x-ray, you will get all of that. And when you walk out, you'll have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 888-623-8858-888-623-8858 or text 401k to 600-700. When we come back, we're going to play an interview I had on my financial safari show about something called an employee retention credit. And if you're a business owner, this could save you or make you more money than you ever imagined. 
You're listening to the Financial Safari News Network. Well, folks, welcome back into the Financial Safari. And we've got a great set of guests today. Uh, if you're like me, you don't understand fully the tax code because it's about 80,000 pages. And every now and then government comes out with some good things and we don't realize it. And, and unfortunately, sometimes even our CPAs don't realize it. We're going to talk about something called an ERC. And you may not be familiar with that term. You may be familiar with the term the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program. But the ERC is something I think is even better, and it's so overlooked, it's amazing. We've got Mark Sullivan and Josh Z joining us to talk about it. Guys, welcome in. Hey, welcome, Coach Pete. Now, let's go to you. Let's, let's start with, uh, well, I don't know who wants to go first, but whoever wants to jump in and go first, tell me what this is, and then let's get into uh, the benefits of everyone listening who's a business owner. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, well, um, I'll, I'll really talk about what it started and uh, our quick backgrounds is we're entrepreneurs. You know, I'm a commercial real estate investor, not a tax guy, you know, and uh, through the pandemic, you know, with the PPP and EIDL, um, I have a couple other businesses and one was really suffering. And uh, someone told me, hey, President Biden amended this ERC employee retention credit back in March of 21. So this is a month later. Here's another opportunity so you can, you know, help out your business as far as another stimulus package and COVID relief fund. Oh, okay, I'll take a look at it. So coming that it's from the Treasury Department, I uh, thinking I was thinking I had to talk to my CPA or my tax professional. Well, come to find out, they just it's just a little too overwhelming for them, and it's not on their radar because it's more of a payroll credit. And uh, you know, when I got struck, I struck out about with five or six different people. I said, hey, here's an opportunity, you know, and I take the initiative of kind of like the book, Who Not How, and got the right who's around me. You know, Mark's Mark's one of my partners, and uh, we just continued to build it, and, you know, now we're helping, you know, hundreds of thousands of companies, so. Okay, but what is it? What's an ERC? <laughs> Mark. The, yeah, the easiest way to, to look at what ERC is, it is a refund to the business owner on W-2 wages that have been paid out during the pandemic. Okay. And more specifically, three quarters in 2020 and three quarters in 2021. So three and three. So, yeah. So is it uh, like PPP where it needs to be forgiven? No, it's not a loan. It doesn't need to be forgiven. It is one of the best credits out there with tax law. You talk about 80,000 pages. Well, they've added several hundred pages with this ERC. So what we've done with the company is we've gone out, even though we didn't have decades of experience with payroll, we've gone out and hired experts. Um, you know, uh, our fulfillment directors on the board of the American Payroll Association, we have uh, multiple attorneys looking at this, many CPAs and CPPs to basically provide a service to business owners and a way to be able to have them come in, get themselves qualified easily or not, and then we'll actually file the credit for them. And then it's a waiting game with the IRS. Several months later, they'll get a check back from the Federal Reserve. When the IRS is after you, there's no waiting game. When you when the IRS is trying to when you're trying to get help from the IRS, it's a big waiting game. So it's pretty funny. When they're chasing you, it's tomorrow. <laughs> now let's talk about the yeah. So if someone's done a PPP, can they also qualify for the ERC? It sounds like we're doing alphabet soup here, but can they qualify for the ERC even though they did the PPP? Yeah, that's actually why most people don't know about this program because when it came into legislation with the CARES Act, you could not do both. So there's a lot of misinformation where people think you cannot or you can only qualify if you've had a, a business loss, a revenue reduction. But this has been amended as recently as, well, you know, December 2021. 
So just a few months ago from the date of this, of, uh, this radio show. So uh, yes, you can do both. And we're talking about big money here. A lot of times we're getting a credit amount to the company that's bigger than what they received with PPP. So it's big money. And it doesn't create a tax situation, you said, because it's, it's not going to be a forgivable loan, basically. That's what the PPP was. So a lot of people still had to pay income tax state-wise on that. Right. So, all right. Yeah, they'll, they'll get you a yeah, they'll get you a little bit on this. Uh, you yeah. don't count it as income, but you do need to reduce your payroll expenses. But uh, at the end of the day, it's um, great money to the business owner that they can use for pr practically anything. So, if a business owner has, has still made money during 20, 2020 and two thousand twenty one, they still may qualify for the ERC. That's pretty exactly. good because a lot of people were thinking. I know a lot of CPAs were thinking. If you didn't lose money, you didn't qualify, especially with PPP2. When that came out, you had to lose money. And then the ERC, uh, that, I think that's been looped in with the same kind of uh, in the same bucket, I think. And a lot of it's been overlooked because I just yeah. heard about it from, from talking to somebody who knew you guys and said, you got to talk to these guys about the ERC. And folks, by the way, if you're watching or listening, you can go to ERCaction.com to find out more and to, and to put your own information in if you're a business owner to see how much you would qualify for. E-R-C, action, A-C-T-I-O-N. Now, guys, what have you seen? What are some of the main advantages of the E-R-C besides uh, being overlooked, I guess? What, 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 are, what are some of the things you've seen that people have said, gosh, I wish somebody would have told me about this? Well, I think, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, the part of this credit is it's up to $26,000 per W-2 employee. Wow. 26,000, 10 employees, you do the math. But um, like what you talked about is a lot of CPAs overlooked a lot of these, um, a lot of this part of this credit is because it has been amended a few different times. Mm -hmm. And we had people say, hey, oh, yeah, I, my CPA or my tax professional looked at this in the middle of summer. I didn't qualify. Well, that might have been true at that time. But since then, you know, they added another amendment. Um, if you've had a supply chain disruption to your business, that could, you know, help you receive this credit. And so I tell everybody, do not pre-qualify yourself. You know, Forbes just did an article that says 70 to 80 percent of businesses should be able to uh, qualify for something like this. Well, that's amazing. I know we have a lot of business owners that are watching or listening and saying, gosh, I didn't I've never heard about this. And, you know, we all have as business owners. We all have CPAs. We, we have a busy life. And so we want the CPAs to handle the tax code for us. And I know the CPAs get overwhelmed with the number of people wanting help. And sometimes they overlook things or maybe they heard the uh, the, the ERC before the December 2021 changes. And so that's why it's that we always say the tax code is a living and breathing entity and it's constantly yeah. changing sometimes for the better. And I was amazed because I think this is one of the best things I've seen the IRS is giving anybody yeah. who's owned a business. And, and again, to find out more, all you have to go to go to ERCaction.com, put your information in and see if you qualify or not. And I think that's what kind of differentiates us. So one thing I always tell people is don't get mad at your CPA or tax professional and you know, like if you're going through a divorce, you don't call a real estate attorney, you call a divorce attorney. Right. You know, your CPA specializes in your income in 1040 and 1120s. We specialize in this area. We have CPAs and uh, payroll professionals sending us business because it's it's pretty hard to understand. Um, but do, don't pre-qualify yourself. And the part of our system is it literally takes you five or 10 minutes on ERCaction.com to go through the questions and to see, you know, what range you're qualified for at that point, you're uploading a couple documents, and then it takes us about a week or two to get back to you on the exact amount you're approved for for your business. It's amazing. I went through it. I was amazed to find out how much I could get back for myself 
even though I made money in 20 and 2021. So, uh, you know, because, because our supply chain has been interrupted, uh, the number of people that we could see reduced because of COVID, they weren't coming into or they, well, they couldn't or didn't want to come into our office. And then a lot of people didn't show up to their Zoom calls and things like that. So it's, it's, but it's still been amazing to find out that there's something that's so beneficial to most or a lot of business owners out there and no one's talking about it. I mean, I have not seen one story in the media about it. Have you guys seen? I mean, I haven't. Maybe you guys have. Well, you said Forbes is talking about it a little bit now, but not before then. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, the, the biggest reason for that, if you can kind of posture this with PPP, because there's a lot of overlap. First, both of, the, of those programs, PPP and this ERC, are COVID relief funds. ERC is the last remaining of the COVID relief funds out there. Okay, so um, when it first came out again, you couldn't do both, but who was benefiting on the back end? Basically, who was disseminating that information to business owners? Lenders. Lenders were making one to 5% on the back end of all the PPP loans. Yeah. With this program, it's not going through lenders. It's directly with the IRS. Uh, so you would think, well, lenders aren't in there. You would think accountants would help you with this. But as Josh mentioned, this is payroll tax and accountants don't do payroll. They do yearly taxes. They don't deal with where this credit lies on a 941 form. They don't deal with that form. Who does that with the business owner? Well, typically software programs like QuickBooks or ADP or Gusto. And so software programs aren't designed to calculate this credit because it, it's a, a busy work calculation if you want to look at it that way. And so there was no infrastructure, hence the need for our business to be able to have good people like you to talk to business owners uh, and let them know about what this credit is. It is getting a little bit more um, noticeable out there in the business world. But again, like I mentioned, it's only been opened up recently, less than 12 months ago, and really opened up even less than three or four months ago. And so it is basically uh, a new credit if you want to look at it that way. So the, the most important thing, I think, is that people do it the right way and don't get bogged down in the details. And that's what you guys can handle is, is help people streamline the process, sort of like being that guide boat through a canal, making sure people navigate the uh, rough and unsteady water is the right way to make sure they get their, their entitled money. Uh, because I think a lot of mistakes can be made from finding out about it to filing for it, can it? Yeah, with every amendment um, and change to this program, it's affected um, how you should be able to file. I mean, just the logistics of it. So we see very, very, very often where we will actually run through a second time with someone's ERC credit if they actually have filed for it. And we're getting on average, you know, eight to... I mean, sometimes one to two times the amount of the credit back. So it is a complicated credit. They've made it complicated, uh, the IRS code on this. <laughs> and so you do need to follow the rules and guides uh, to make sure that you, you're not getting in trouble on the back end as well. When you said IRS and complicated, I laughed because uh, they never make anything complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So like, we got about a minute, minute or so left. Uh, what would you tell folks who are... I mean, let's say we've got a business owner who's got 10 employees and uh, he, he, he was able to he or she was able to survive through COVID. They may or may not have got a PPP loan, probably did. And now they're, you know, they're debating on whether to going to ERCaction.com and, and finding out about it. What would you tell them? I, I would tell them first is what is the cost of this? They're probably wondering, OK, how much are you guys going to charge me? Well, the one thing we saw as a bottleneck is, like you said, if you if the IRS is coming after you for money, you know, they're going to be knocking on the door in, in a day. <laughs> This actually takes six to eight months to receive the money. We decided we are not going to charge anything up front. We're literally going to walk them through the whole process, do the whole filing, and hold their hand until they actually receive the money. Once they receive it, our fee is 15%, whatever that credit is, when they get the money. So that was one thing we also said as far as 
um, you know, getting this off the ground is people don't want to sit there and wait for six to eight months after they paid for something for that long. So um, yeah. it literally will take eight to 10 minutes to go through the questions on ERCaction.com. And that point in a week or two, we're telling you how much you're approved for. Then we're sending off the IRS six to eight months later, you're receiving a check. So no upfront fees, and then when, when, and if they get the benefit, you get fifteen percent of it. That's pretty. That's a pretty good deal to, to, as a business owner to get eighty-five percent of money you never would have got to begin with. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, well, it exactly. makes, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Folks, I would encourage you to go to ERCaction.com, find out what it would mean for you. And I really appreciate your time today, Mark and, uh, Mark and Andy, and, and hope to have you on again in the future and talk about maybe some of the changes that come up in the tax code as we go along. Absolutely, Coach. It's an opportunity for you to come on in, sit down, get that financial roadmap. Starts with that call, 888-623-8858, 888-623-8858, or text 401k to 600-700. Quick break for us. We're going to come right back. We've got lots more on America's 401k show. You're listening to the Financial Safari News Network. We are back on America's 401k show. I'm Steve Siddall, Coach Pete Deruta, and uh, having a great conversation. Yep. Coach, that interview was fascinating. <laughs> I didn't know any yeah. of that. Well, a lot of people have heard of the PPP, the Payroll right. Protection Program, and it was part one and two. One and duh, duh, like duh. a naked gun. Duh, yeah. duh. But part two said you had to be losing money to qualify for the PPP. Part one, everyone who actually had employees got the payroll protection plan program, mm -hmm. unless, unless you were doing something that the government didn't like you doing. Like right. if, you, if you're a drug dealer and you had employees, the government doesn't want to know about uh, that. Probably not. They probably do want to know about it, but they're not going to give you any more money. No. They're going to send some special visitors to your house. But I had heard about the employee retention credit, but I had also heard the hearsay, and it was true until December of 2021, that you had to lose money to qualify for this. Now you don't. If you have supply chain disruptions, which most everyone has, you could qualify for this. And up to $26,000 per employee that you employed the last three quarters of 2020 and the first three quarters of 2021. My advice is, who knows if you qualify for it? Go to the site ERCaction.com, ERCaction.com, if you're a business owner. Put your information in. It takes like three or four minutes. I've done it myself, Steve. Mm -hmm. And then they'll get back to you and tell you how much you could qualify for, and they'll even walk you through the process. It takes about five or six months for the, or more for the government to actually pay you. Mm -hmm. But I'll gladly wait around for a couple hundred thousand dollars the government's going to give out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They've already dedicated this in, in the budget, and it's there, and most people haven't been claiming it. So I pay a lot in taxes. I'm sure you pay. Sure, we pay. Yeah. So when the government's giving some back, I'm going to take some back because yeah. I've given a lot. I'm going to get some. That's well. And again, and, and those I've, are the. But again, you yep. don't know what you don't know. So now you know. So you're getting rewarded as a business owner for keeping your employees employed. Yeah. Which goes against a lot of things many of us thought the government was doing. It seemed like they were paying people not to work for a while, didn't it? It seemed like it. Yeah. <laughs> it still, I mean, still does when you see all these yeah. wanted signs. Oh, gosh. Yes. So anyway, ERCaction.com makes a whole lot of sense to me. And, uh, yeah, again, those are the kinds of things, those are the kinds of people that you find, Coach, and you share that information, and, it, and it's so important. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. Most of you listening had never heard of, be honest, you'd never heard of the ERC. Never. No, nope, yeah. not me. I was trying to figure out any, any, any kind of company or any ad slogan or anything in the past I've heard that has ERC in it, and I couldn't. 
electric. Uh, real yeah, I would have gone, yeah. gone electric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it's employee retention credit. And ERCaction.com is where you find out more. And you can even get a customized example on where you are and what you could qualify for by doing it. Okay. No, no cost or obligation to start it. Perfect. 888-623-8858. If you'd like to get started with Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, 888-623-8858 or text 401k to 600 Yeah, it just makes sense, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. So do you want to do uh, want to, uh, check in with a broker who is bad? Oh, yeah, there's always. <laughs> a, now, let's tell people, and I, on our financial safari show, we also do brokers paying yeah. badly, and I, and I give you all the credit because uh, you do a great job putting them together. How many a week do we end up seeing? I mean, I send you a whole bunch, and you see a bunch. Of, every yeah. now and then, I'll find one that behaved bad. I'll send it to you. You say, already saw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then sometimes it's it's new, and I yeah. haven't seen it. And, and There's amazing some of the scams that are out there. Well, I would say, you know, on average, about three a week. Mm. You know, and... And um, then you have to decide which one is is uh, the most outrageous, I yeah. guess. I just, I, in fact, <laughs> I just saw one uh, before we started the show. Um, yep. That was, uh, it was an advisor that bilked millions from NBA players. We hear about the athletes getting getting stuck a lot of times because they, well, many times they're too busy, I understand, getting in shape and playing on the yeah. court. They usually have a, a team or maybe one or two or maybe one trusted advisor, not not necessarily a financial advisor, but someone that they're buddies with, who they've been buddy, childhood buddies who handles their finances. Yeah. And many times they don't do good research or they get a kickback from the guys they recommend to the athlete. But what's, what do you got going on? You know, that's, that's a different one. We'll probably talk about that. What do you got today? Oh, uh, well, this one, uh, the guy's name is Nicholas. And uh, let's, let's just let this <laughs> Play. The Financial Safari News Network presents Brokers Behaving Badly. The extent of bad that brokers continue to commit is never-ending. Our latest comes from Chicago. His name's Joshua Nicholas. He joined a Chicago firm in 2016, lasted all of three weeks. Fast forward three and a half years. Mr. Nicholas registered with Merrill in February of 2020. This time, he made it six months. According to BrokerCheck, Nicholas resigned, or I should say Merrill allowed him to resign, over allegations of forgery of a client document. FINRA says in May of 2020, Nicholas induced two customers, they were designated as customer A and customer B in the disclosure, where it's alleged he entered into a promissory note with an entity where he was the sole owner through which the customers lent the firm $300,000 to invest in securities on their behalf. Well, instead, Nicholas pilfered about $58,000 to cover personal expenses. Nicholas also allegedly didn't provide written notice to Merrill about the outside business activity, nor note the transaction, Finra says. In April of 2021, the National Futures Association hearing panel accepted a settlement from Nicholas and his company to resolve a complaint that they had failed to cooperate with NFA's investigation into the use of the funds, barring him from NFA membership with the right to reapply in eight years. Nicholas also accepted a bar by FINRA without admitting or denying the findings. Make sure you're dealing with a true fiduciary and be sure and use broker check to see what they've been up to. Well, so that gets into an area that uh, you talked about, uh, I mean, probably right after I first started here, almost five years ago, <laughs> you talked about promissory notes yep. and how you got to be aware of what they are and really what they aren't. I really have never seen one that's worked. I and mean, that's probably, I'm sure there are some, but what we hear about is the ones that don't all the time. Yeah. And what it is, it's someone just promising you they're going to pay you something. <laughs> and it's usually they print it on fancy 
paper, like sure. that triple bonded stuff, you know, oh, really yeah, right. fancy, fancy paper. And they may put it in a fancy, you know, item to deliver it. But it's still, it, it comes down to someone is promising they're going to pay you something. And if they don't, what are you going to do? Well, and again, you know, <laughs> seniors are, are, are vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you hate to say it, but that's so true. You know, people want to, they just think, well, okay, I'll, I'll get more money. Yeah, and, and again, there's the old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it really it really is, especially when it's not backed by anything. So we, we like to look behind the scenes before we ever recommend anything. Is it guaranteed? Who's guaranteeing it? Where you know What's the track record? How long have they been in business? What kind of complaints do they have, if they have any? Mm-hmm. And so many times, these promissory notes, if you're being offered by a company, if you if, maybe not the company name because these characters like that guy change, change jobs or places they work a lot of times. Yep. But if you put the person's name in the search engine, many times people have complained about that person in the past, mm-hmm. tried to sell them a promissory note, and it became worthless, that kind of thing. Yep. But what happens here is they usually don't pull it once. If it works, they reinvent themselves and do it again and yes. again and again because that's the way they make money. Yep. And they get addicted to that, and they want to make more and more. And what I've seen is some of these folks, Steve, that, and you, you agree with me on this in the past, is some of these folks that are pulling these scams are very smart people, and if they would use their intelligence in a legal manner, they'd probably make a lot more money than the illegal way. Of course. But they get the excitement, I think, of, of always on the run. Yeah. Can you imagine that feeling? That would give me an ulcer. Oh, Boy, every time the phone rings or the door knocks, it might be the FBI or someone's coming to arrest you or maybe mad clients chasing you around with <laughs> oh, shotguns. I know. Yeah. Not my kind of fun. Not my kind of fun either. <laughs> and uh, So, I mean, remember the guy from Atlanta that just vanished? Yeah. He's still vanished. Wow. They have not found anything from him. He, his wife, he, he didn't even tell his wife, did No, he, he didn't tell his yeah. wife. And she, uh, you know, they, they thought they were going to indict her, but then she, they realized, oh, he screwed her he over, He really too. did a good job of keeping <laughs> yeah. a good secret. Yes, exactly. Well, there, there was a, a dude in Wilmington, North Carolina, years ago, scammed a lot of clients, had a radio show, embarrassed to say, had a radio. Oh, you know, yeah. not all of us can be honest and ethical and fiduciaries, but stole a lot of people's money, told him he's putting in annuities, but really put it in his pocket. He, he had a plane. He was a pilot. He got somehow he got a cadaver, put it in the plane, flew the plane somewhere. I forget where he flew the plane to. Parachuted out. The plane crashed. There was a body in there, and it wasn't until they discovered the dental records, like they they finally got dental records, that they realized that he had pulled a big scam on people. They oh, thought he had just forged you know forged his own death basically. Yeah. And I don't remember if they ever caught that person or not. Huh. Yeah, that's one of those kind of things, which is that you see that on American Greed or one of those kind of make a oh, Netflix a Netflix movie series out of that, like this five-part movie series you see sure. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So just be careful. Now, one of the ways you can be careful, we started the show talking about it. I'm going to end the show talking about it. Social Security. Yes. How to claim it the right way, making sure you're doing the right thing, getting educated on what's really behind the scenes. We've looked at, we've looked at all the Social Security documents consolidated down to a 30-page booklet right here. I think it's 25, 26 pages mm-hmm. booklet on Social Security, educating you on everything that's going on behind the scenes. So everyone who comes in gets a copy of this, Steve. That's nice. Very, very good. So let's do this, though. I want to make sure people get their own total retirement plan in place. Okay. And so it's so vitally important that we get our plans done. We know what our plan's going to be. We know what our income's going to be. We trust our advisors. We know they're not pulling any dirty tricks on us. They're going to be there for us when we need them the most. And Many people listening probably have the same plan or planner that they've had all the way growing up, which is fine. But how do you know if they've done the best job possible? Maybe you could be doing better. Maybe you're doing the best. We've, we issue approved stickers when people bring their plan and it's fine. We put a sticker, say, hey, don't change anything. Everything's fine. Unfortunately, we don't do many of those, Steve. We don't do as many as I think we should because I think the planning community has dropped the ball many times, especially on retirement planning and retirement income. 
So if you want your own total retirement plan that has that financial fill-up strategy, the most important part of the retirement plan is making sure you have income coming in all the way through retirement, not the first 15 years, not one of these Monte Carlo simulations that they tell you, well, based on all the different uh, scenarios that could happen to your money that's at risk, you've got about a 94% chance of being successful. Well, I would say, what about the other 6%? <laughs> yeah. It needs to be 100% certainty. There's none of this 96% or 94%. And if you're paying a planner $10,000 every single year for planning, what are you paying for? You shouldn't be paying anything. How are they? And they call themselves a fiduciary. When you start every year negative 10000 how is that planner doing the best thing for you? I would argue it never is. And if never. your planner is not talking about safety and lifetime income and they call themselves a fiduciary, I could argue all day with that person they're not a fiduciary. We do risk, safety, income. Those are the three parts of the spectrum of a total retirement plan. If you want your own done for you, hey, you don't have to commit to it, but at least see what it could be for you and your family. Makes a lot of sense to me. If you are one of the next 10 people who call with at least 200000 dedicated to retirement, we'll do it at no cost or obligation, and our strategies do work best for those of you with a million or more for retirement. But as long as you have 200000 or more, I'm going to be here to help you. Steve, everyone who calls is also going to get my box set. It's a $299 value as well on the 401k. It's got DVDs, workbooks, guidebooks, and worksheets. If you have a 401k, you owe it yourself to know what you're really doing and at least get educated, and you'll get a three-book set of three of the books I've written when you, when you call and come in. So pretty good offer, Steve. Pretty good offer, And folks. we've talked to a lot of you over the years. It'll be 30 years for me coming wow. up in July. 30 years. Well, you're going to have a party. Oh, we're going to have a party. And we've got the movie coming up in May and June, so we'll tell you about the movie called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. That's going to be negotiating with movie theaters. That's startling to watch. We're we're waiting until... Yeah, I gave you a copy. That's yeah. So we're waiting until there's no chance of snow <laughs> <laughs> or ice or anything like that. And so years ago, we we're going to do an event, and then COVID happened yeah. for a different movie. But we are going to do this. We And so everyone who calls also be added on that movie list as All well. All right. Fair enough. 888-623-8858. That's the number, folks. Come on in. Sit down. Get that financial roadmap put together. Get the extras that Coach has been talking about as well. You will get that uh, comprehensive retirement review showing you where you are now. But more importantly, it's that roadmap. It's the guide that's going to help get you to where you need to be. 888-623-8858-888-623-8858 or text 401k to 600-700. Text 401k to 600-700. Well, what a great show. What a fast movie show. Folks, learning about the ERC, the Employee Retention Credit, ERCaction.com. For Steve Siddall and Coach Pete right here. We'll see you next week right here on America's 401k Show. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.